The last thing we were discussing was a statement of Rav Huna Amarav, that an egg that comes out of the chicken is finally completed. And we proved that it wasn't talking about Yom Tov, rather it was talking about buying and selling. That if someone asks for an egg from a live chicken, he wants to make more chickens and you have to sell him an egg from a live chicken. And if you sell him uh, an egg from a shechted chicken, then the sale is no good. And with that, we're starting Zayin Amud Aleph, six lines in, second word, which says, Hahud Amar. Another story to see that there's Mekah Ta'ut when it comes to eggs. Hahud Amar, a person walked into the store, asked, I want an egg that came from a, from a rooster, meaning a rooster and a chicken together. So he said, Who has those type of eggs? They brought him an egg that was just created from a chicken rubbing itself on the ground, meaning there was no male involved. So It's everything goes back. Of course, the wrong ones. No, I would have thought, no, I would have thought he wants to eat them. Why do you say dikra? He wants a male egg. Mishum deshaminan tefe because they're fatter. And the gemara says, okay, the line of bottom line is what would have been the the, the, the practical difference. The midvade bene bene to return back uh, whatever money difference there would be, uh, there would be like well, one or two pennies. Fine, kamash malan that it's totally mekah taut. Now the Gemara goes back to what Rav said that an egg, when it comes out of a chicken, it is completed. Or you could explain What does that mean when the egg came out was completed? When majority of that egg came out, even if it went back in, it becomes asur, and that meaning in a sense where it is mukte and you cannot uh, you cannot touch it on Yom Tov even if it came out later. If an egg majority came out erev yom tov and then went back in, muteret lochla yom tov, you're allowed to eat it on yom tov. There's no issue with mukze. Only an issue with mukze if it came out majority on yom tov. And some say the opposite. When it came out, it was completed. When the entire thing comes out, it becomes complete. Aval, Rubalo, majority is not good enough. Well, if Okemi Rabbi Yohanan goes against Rabbi Yohanan, who holds that if the majority comes out, it is considered a fully developed egg. Now, Gufa, let's go back to something we learned before. A person shechted a chicken and he saw eggs inside. You're allowed to eat them with the dairy. If they were still connected to the sinews, to the veins, everything going on over there, it is a sur to eat with a dairy because they're still considered meat. Now, man tana, who from the, those two tanaim, Tanakaba and Rabbi who's the one who says, who's the tana that's in the following b'rayta? Ha'ochel minivlat oftahor, if a person uh, ate from an oftahor, a, a kosher bird, let's say chicken, that uh, was a nevelah, they shakted it wrong. How I mean, the Torah and how chel minivlat oftahor min hashalal shel betzim. 
from the eggs from the spot of the spine where they develop from, meaning they're still too small. If you ate from the bones, the sinews, or from the meat that was plucked out from a living bird, the cluster of the eggs when they're still connected to the body, they look like a bunch of yellow balls stuck together. If you eat from the intestines or you eat from the stomach of the korkeban is the gizzard. It's like a stomach. Or you heated up the fat and you made it into a liquid. In all of these cases, you ate in a vela, you become tame of someone who ate in a vela. So, Mantana, who's the one who says, Who's the one who says that if you if a person ate from the eggs where they're still connected to the spine, that's where they're growing from, little yellow balls, how you know your tahor, it's not considered meat even, Amar Yosef, they look at Yaakov, it's not like Rabbi Yaakov, it's like Rabbi Yaakov, Ha'amar ima yuma'orot begidin asurot, if they were, uh, they were connected with the sinews, they are asur, they're considered part of the meat. And you, have, uh, you gotta call them meat also, legabe. Uh, the tumah, not just uh, not basar halav. So Amar Abaye, me my, who says that Rabbi Yaakov separates between basar halav and tumah? Dilma at kan lo kamar Rabbi Yaakov hatam ela leanyan isura. Maybe Rabbi Yaakov only said his words that you're not allowed to eat the egg with milk. Okay, that's an isur. However, leanyan tumah. Lo, maybe he's not going to be metamevachitema le'anyan tumah ne'anamikzor. And maybe if you tell me, listen, it's tumah, we should be gozer. Then we have the famous rule, apushet tumahu. We're adding just uh, tumot, and the apushet tumah bin derabanan lomafshinan. We're not going to add tumot when it comes to something that's uh, on derabanan. Meaning, the problem is you, there's things that are tahor, and you're going to call it tameh, and it's only tameh derabanan. It's going to be complete destruction. Vikadamai, and some say. Who's the Tana who holds that if a person eats from that cluster of eggs, Yetame, Amar Av Yosef, Rabbi Yaakov, it's Rabbi Yaakov, De Amar Imayume Orot Begidina Surot, he held when it comes to Tumat Nevelah that if uh, egg is still connected with the sinews, it would still be Asur. And then Abaye pushes back, Amar Le Abaye, Mimaide Eshkol, when we say the word Eshkol, who says, Who said we're talking about the eggs that are stuck to the cluster like Rabbi Yaakov said? Dilma, Eshkol Gufe. Maybe the cluster is the me, is me itself. Vechitema Eshkol Gufe So then what's the Hidush? If it's considered meat, then what's the Hidush? No, Midida Ava because it's like the stomach, the gizzard, and it's like the intestines. Da'afa Gav who. Since it, it it's meat at the end of the day, kevan de ika in shed de loachle. Some people don't touch that stuff, and since then, uh, maybe I would think it's not food. Therefore, it's trichla shmeinan. It came to tell me that it is considered food, and you would become tamen if you ate it. Hachanami, same thing with this ash eshkol. It's considered meat, and the hidush is kevan de ika in shed de loachle. Some people don't eat the stuff. Uh, maybe it would not be tamen. It's trichla shmeinan. You are tamen if you eat it. And Tanura Banan, Kol Bayom Nolad Bayom. Any species of animal that mates during the day, then it then the baby that comes out is born during the day. Kol Shitashmisho Balaila, whatever mates at night, Nolad Balaila 
the child born at night, whatever mates during the day and at night, can be born either or. And the Braita explains, what mates during the day and has children during the day, that's a chicken. What mates at night and has and gives birth at night, that's the bat. What mates both? Adam, anything like an Adam. And Amar more, kol shetash misho bayom, nolad bayom, whatever mates during the day, gives birth during the day, zotar negolet. Lemay nafkamina, what's a nafkamina? Dekhle rav mori bered rav kahana, de amar rav mori bered rav kahana, badak bekina shetar negolet. If a person checked the chicken coop, me'erev yom tov, benash mashot time, velo matzah betzah, he didn't see an egg there. Ul mahar ishkim, the next day he gets up in the morning, ul matzah betzah, and he sees an egg, muteret. Why is it mutar? Because we know they only made during the day, and it probably gave birth during the day, so probably gave birth of Yom Tov. Like Ma says, yeah, but but he checked. He didn't really check well of Yom Tov. Like Ma says, okay, and even if he did check well, maybe majority of the egg came out, went back in, like Rabbi Hanan said before, that it would be Mutan Yom Tov. Is that really true? If a person checked the chicken coop, didn't see an egg there. And the next day you see the egg, it's asur. And he argues on the brayta. The Gemara says no, but hatam there. It's an egg that comes uh, when the chicken rubs itself on the floor, on the ground, and meaning there's no rooster over there to get it pregnant. And uh, eggs like that are, can even be born during the night. Ihachi, if that's the case, then uh, even what the Rav Mori Nami Safna, what Rav Mori brought before, you could say that it rubbed itself on the floor, and uh, the, and that's how the egg came out, and it came out at night, and should be asur, not mutar. So come explain. No, but there in that case, but the Ika Zachar in Rav Mori's case. It, uh, it, it there was a rooster over there with it, and you know that uh, it came from the rooster. So the Gemara says, "Bedeika zachar nami ema merah safna." The Gemara says, "Yeah, but even if there's a rooster in the uh, in the coop with it, may, you know, it could still happen that it rubbed itself on the ground. And that's how the egg came out." Amalavina gemire, we have a tradition in our hand. Kol hecha deika zachar. If there's a male. It's not rubbing itself on the ground. So how far do we have to check for a male? So As long as it can hear the rooster's voice during the day, then you know they were together. And Abad Rav Mori Uvda and Rav Mori was matir a case with an egg came out. Sixty houses away. Because he's so he's relying on the fact that they were together, even if they're 60 houses away, they probably hurt each other, and that's how they met. And therefore, if there's a river that's in between them, then you know the rooster is not going there, the chicken's not going there. And, but if there is a bridge, then the chicken rooster will find a way to meet. And if there's a log that crosses the river, and like you have to hold on to a rope sort of thing, Lo avra, then you know that rooster is not crossing the 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 log. Hava uvda, but you should just know there was a case. Ve avra mitzah did go over that log. 
Now the Gemara goes back to discuss what Rabbi Yossi Bar Shaul uh, held that if you check the Ayur of Yom Tov and you didn't see anything the next day, it would be Asur. What are we talking about? We're talking about eggs that were created from rubbing on the ground. Who cares if you checked? You should be Osir the eggs even if you didn't check because you never know what's the story with these eggs. Maybe they, 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 she did rub herself at night and have uh, these eggs at night. So the Gemara explains. Kilo badak, if you didn't check Erev Yom Tov, Emma me'etmol havai. You could always say that the egg came out Erev Yom Tov. Uh, that like you could, it has a rov, it has a majority that most eggs are born during the day, and it should be mutar. The Gemara says, okay, if that's the case, kibadak nami. Even if we checked and didn't find anything, Emma yetztaruba vechazrai yuchdrbi Yohanan. You could also say the majority of it came out, went back in, like Rabbi Yohanan should be mutar. You have majority, go by the majority. The Gemara answers, Rabbi Yohanan's case is not a common situation, and we're not going to be posek on something like that. Once we mention something in the name of Rabbi Yossi ben Shaul Amarav, we're going to add one more thing. Hai tuma garlic that was ground. If you leave it out uncovered, there's a danger that a snake might bind it, put its poison, therefore you shouldn't eat it. So garlic that was left out overnight, you should not eat. Now, well, let's go back to our Mishnah. Bet Shemai Omrim Seor Bekazait. Seor is sourdough, that's a bread that became hametz on its own. The Hayuv is a Kezait. My time out the Bet Shemai. What's Bet Shemai's reason? The Gemara explains, Imken Lichtov Rahamana Hametz. It should write Hametz. That's it. Hametz period. Meaning, there has to be a difference. Because if there was no difference, just write Hametz. Velo Ba'ay Seor. You don't have to write the word Seor. Ba'anamin. And I would have figured it out. Okay, if this one's a kezai, that one's a kezai. Omahametz, and I would have said, Mahametz she'en himutsoka she'hametz. It's not as strong of a hametz. If that's kezai, seor she'himutsoka she's sourdough, which is a strong, a heavy hametz, lokosha can all the more so be kezai. However, the problem with that, seor the chatav rahamana lamali. So why did it say the word seor in the pasuk? They both don't have the same shiur. Therefore, seor bekezayit vechametz bekakotevet and bet hilel. What did they hold? Bet hilel. They still they hold tzricha. You need both them. Why? The ikatav rahamana seor. If you only wrote seor the sourdough, have amina mishum the chimutzoka shiurto because it's strong. That's why it's asur. It's not such a strong hametz. Maybe there's no isur, and you can't learn kavahomer, and that's why tzricha you need both. And if you only would have wrote hametz on it by itself, because it's edible. You can't eat the sourdough by itself. Maybe it's not asur. Maybe it's not just not considered food. That's why the pasuk needed to write it. So the Gemara asks, "Ubet shamai let lehud Bet Shammai doesn't hold what Rabbi Zerah said. The Amar Rabbi Zerah patah hakatuv v'seor v'siyem v'chametz. The reason the pasuk started with seor ended up by chametz. Umalecha zeu seor zeu chametz. That they both have the same dinim. So why does Bet Shammai argue on that? Where did they come up with uh, with two different measurements? So the Gemara explains. Le'inyan achila kule amalo pligi. When it comes to eating. Everyone agrees that you're not allowed to eat a kezait. The question is how much you have to write. Bet Shemai holds 
Eating is one thing, burning is, is another thing. They have different uh, they have different measurements. No, we do learn the uh, burning and uh, and eating. They both to be supposed to be kezait. And it manami was also said. The machloket is about burning. Everyone agrees that kezait is you're not allowed to eat more than a kezait. Otherwise, you'd be hayav. And that pasuk is talking about the hayuv of burning hametz. Mazeu machloket sheben bet shemai ubet hilel. Shebet shemai omrim seor bekazayit v'hametz bekakotevet ubet hilel omrim zev zev bekazayit. So the brayta says the machloket is based on the understanding of the pasuk. Now let's go back to the mishnah. Shochet hayav alf beyom tov if a person shechted a wild animal or a bird on yom tov. What do you do in regards to covering of the blood? Hashohet sounds like the avad in. The avad, you're allowed to, I mean, if you're already shachted, then you're allowed to cover the blood on Yom Tov. However, you can't shacht if you have to go dig afterwards. Only if you already prepared it, you're allowed. The problem is, says, do not says like holds the bit argues hold you So on one hand, you want to be made the word hashohet as b'diavad. On the other hand, you tell me bit hilel says loish hot sounds like loish hot lechatchila. So it sounds like uh, uh, that bit shemai is saying lechatchila you're allowed to shacht. So what does bit shemai hold? So like my answer is halakashia. That's not a problem because lo yishchot vichaseka amar. When Bet Hillel says don't shecht, means don't shecht and cover. Meaning after you shechted, you're not allowed to cover. And they argue on Bet Shemayla gabed kisui hadam if you already shechted. The Gemara says that can't be the perush because Emma Sefa look at the Sefa. Modim Bet Hillel agrees to Bet Shemayshim shachat shachpor bedeker vichaseka that if you shechted already on Yom Tov, you're allowed to uh, dig and get up the get the dirt up and then cover. And Bet Hillel even allows you to cover the blood on Yom Tov. Michlal Deresha, it sounds like Tereshah's love the Avad, who's talking about Lechat Hila. It sounds like Bet Shemai allows you to shach Lechat Hila, even if you don't have dirt. And Bet Shemai and Bet Hillel argue if you're allowed to shach Lechat Hila. So then why do we say Hashohet as, as like it sounds like the Avad? So like explains, Amar rather, Hachikam. A person who was planning to shacht. He comes to ask the hacham, Am I allowed to shacht? I don't have dirt prepared. What do you tell, what does that rabbi tell him to do? So, the hacham tells him, Then, dig and cover. The rabbi should tell him, Do not shacht. Did you prepare dirt? No? Okay, then you can't shacht. Rav Yosef Amar, he explains uh, the Mahlok a little bit differently. Hachika Amar, Hashohet Shebalei Malech, the Shohet comes to ask the Rabbi what to do. Ketzad Omer, what does the Rabbi tell him to do? Bet Shammai Omer, Lo Lech Hafor Shehot Vechaseh, dig, then shacht, then cover. Bet Hillel Omerim, Lo Yishot, Elim Kenaya, Lo Afar, Mukhan, Mi Be'od Yom. Bet Hillel says, do not shacht in any order, because you didn't prepare it from the day before. Now, Amar Ler Abaye Rav Yosef. Abaye told Rav Yosef, Lema Morver Abayu, Rav Yosef and Rabba, let's say, Bidrabizra Marav Kamiflitu. You have an argument, you and the Rabba, in what Rabizra said in the name of Rav. 
דאמר רבי זרה אמר אבא שוחט צריך שייתן עפה למטה ועפה למעלה. When a person shakhs, he has to put dirt on the bottom and on the top. שנאמר ושפך את דמו וכיסהו בעפר. עפר לא נאמר, it doesn't say עפר, you have to cover it, אלא בעפר, in between. מלמד שהשוחט צריך שייתן עפה למטה או עפה למעלה, meaning the blood has to be in between the dirt. And the more, Abba is now explaining what, to Rav Yosef what Rav Yosef meant. Uh, the more it led Rabbi Zerah, you will hold what Rabbi Zerah says, therefore you have to first dig, then shecht, and then cover. And Rabbi doesn't, doesn't have what Rabbi Zerah said. So Rabbi Yosef told him, no. Rabbi Yosef tells Abba, we both hold what Rabbi Zerah, we have that the blood has to be in between. And this is the mahluk that me and Rabbi really have. Rabba held, if there's already dirt at the bottom, then you could shecht l'chathila and then just cover it afterwards. And if you don't have, you're not allowed to. Why? Because maybe you'll change your mind after you already dug and you won't shecht, and meaning you, you did muktzeh or you dug for no reason. And according to me, I'd rather that happen, because if you don't allow him to do that, I tell him, no, he's not going to enjoy him, he's not going to shake the chicken on him, he's not going to shake the cow on him, and there won't be a simchat yom tov, because there's no simchat on yom tov without meat. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem, le'olam, amen, ve'amen.